Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the second episode into the new series called Life Hack Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I want to focus on starting off a new year with some life hacks in areas such as adulthood, finances, relationships with parents, decision-making, friendships, and more. A show of hands, how many of you have a solid relationship with your parents? Okay, maybe not show of hands because obviously this is a podcast. And if you raised your hand, brownie points for you. Let's say you're between the ages of 22, 23 to, let's just say 60. I don't know if any 60-year-olds are listening to my podcast, but we'll keep that age range up there. So between post-college to five decades up, how many of you have a strong and positive relationship with your parents? Whether you strengthened that bond over the years to get to where you are now currently, or you had a bond and it slowly distanced over the course of time, or you've just never really had a bond with your parents, in today's episode called Why a Positive Relationship with Your Parents Matter, I talk about why it's so important to build and maintain a strong, positive relationship with your parents. I also go more in depth on my experience and background between me and my parents' relationship, how it plays an influential role in my life now, things I've noticed because of the positive relationship, ways to strengthen that bond if you've been putting it off, and more. If you're new here, hi, welcome. I do a little life recap before I get into the episode to share what's currently happening in my day-to-day life. And for those listening to the podcast regularly, I've talked about how close my family is before in previous episodes. Bonding, not distance. Since they're all many states away and, and scattered from Ohio to North Carolina. Anyway, I think I like the idea of recording podcast episodes on Sundays rather than trying to do them on weekdays now, where I'm burnt out after a long day of work. Usually I'm exhausted or just mentally checked out, and I've been doing it only for a week or two now, but I'm going to keep seeing if I can build the schedule consistently, given my busy work schedule. And if you also like listening to new podcast episodes on Monday as well, please do let me know. That's helpful for me to know as I'm recording for the next week. Besides that change, I'm still coming off of a runner's high for my 10k race this past Saturday. You don't understand. I was so happy because that race was a clear result of the training I've been doing for months now. Building up a consistent running schedule, even breathing in cold weather. I mean, it was 20 degrees that morning, and even though I couldn't feel my face, hands, toes, and and legs, I was smiling at the end. I know, I'm crazy. But clearly, I'm not the only crazy one, seeing that there were more than 4,000 runners that day in Central Park. That is crazy to me. Moving right along... I feel like I'm starting to look at a weekly schedule like a training schedule now. You know when you're so immersed in something and it becomes reflective in other aspects of your life? 
say, my training for running? For my hardest tasks for my social media strategy business, I'm over here marking it like this is a hill speed interval, and then creating and editing videos for clients like this is my tempo run. Gotta maintain a consistent pace while editing this so my eyes don't hurt from the long hours of staring at my phone. Something like that. And then errand running during the weekdays are those easy runs. (laughs) I swear, I really do have a running season coming for this kind of humor. Stay tuned. Last Friday, actually, backtracking here, we experienced our first snowfall of the season here in New York City. And it was the perfect way to kick off a weekend. Now, I always love the first snowfall because it reminds us how magical New York City looks when it's covered with a huge white blanket of snow. From the window inside a heated apartment, of course. I got to spend some time outdoors with a friend before the sun came shortly after and turned it all to slush. So, to wrap, it was overall a good weekend. I even ended up FaceTiming my family late at night on Saturday to discuss future travel things, random things, uh, booking flights, among other stuff. So that was that. And on the topic of family... I'm going to get into the episode. Something to know about us Lees. My dad, he's very meticulous with detail and planning and is the type of person who triple checks his double checked itinerary and work. He is probably the most careful person I know in my life by far. You're probably thinking, hmm, I wonder where Grace got that from. You're right. My parents both, actually. And because we're a family that plans, we try to organize a weekly Lee family FaceTime chat where we'll all pick a time, usually at the end of the week, and we'll make time to discuss things ranging from travel plans to what we're all doing with work, life, school, etc., And then we ask for prayer requests, sign off, and say our goodbyes until the next week. Stuff like that. Having this group chat weekly honestly excites me. It gives me something to look forward to because I love my family so much. They're the most supportive, caring, and loving people I've ever met. And I know I'm supposed to say that because they're my blood. But truly, I mean it. It made me realize that our parents really do influence the type of relationships we build in the future. They influence the way we respond and react to certain things because our childhood experiences with our parents provide a model for how we move forward. I mean, hey, they're the real influencers. (laughs) If you've ever noticed in true crime podcasts, There will be episodes where you'll hear about a serial killer committing these crimes and then you'll find out that they had a troubled childhood or their parents were bad influences. Whatever the case may be, there's always something that traces back to the childhood of that person. And I've gotten to the habit of finding out someone behaves a certain way that isn't normal, really, and then I'll try to connect it back to their parents' relationship. 
And nine times out of 10, it's because there isn't a relationship with the parents or parent. So what does this all mean? Think about it. Our parents' relationship is our first and most influential example of how to interact and communicate in a romantic relationship. How love is shown between parents influences the child. Growing up, I've been grateful to have had loving, well, that's not so sweet past tense, to have loving parents who strive to give their children the very best by making sacrifices, by disciplining us, by loving us, by encouraging us. All of these little aspects that we realized when we grew up and left the house, that they weren't so little. They shaped us into the person we are now. And we see it daily too. When a couple is fighting in public in front of their child or being physically abusive in front of the child, the child is taking notes. They're realizing that that's okay to do. By yelling foul language and hurting the other, that's how you express your anger. And children will model and emulate the way their parents treat each other, and even how love is expressed to the child. You know, when I was younger, I used to wonder why my parents disciplined me for certain things. I'd get so angry at them for saying no when I want to skip studying for a test to go to a sleepover with my girlfriends. There was nothing wrong with that. I was always missing the lesson there. And I would throw a fit when they wouldn't let me attend certain parties in high school. I wrote it off as they didn't understand me or they didn't love me to say yes. And now, looking back, I can see how being a parent is not easy. In fact, I have so much more respect for my parents for even putting up with us rebels and living through our mistakes and making life even harder for them by refusing to listen. It's interesting now to see the amount of pain or heartache they must feel every time we disobey them and put our lives in danger. Our parents have so much patience and I cannot even imagine how they feel in those moments when they hope that one day we'll understand why they said this or did that. My mom and I have this strong relationship where I'll just call her randomly throughout the day even during work days, to just talk about anything, really. From how I'm feeling in the morning, to the devotional I sent to the family group chat, to what we're eating for lunch, and sometimes I'll listen to what she wants to share in her life, too. The key to a healthy healthy and positive parent's relationship is also communication. Surprise! A key to any relationship, really. And I think that discipline and love, in quotes, love, that we mistakenly took for overprotective and overbearing unravels before us when we face adult decisions or situations where our parents are no longer able to protect us. 
I can't even count on my fingers how many times I've had so much hatred for my parents that I even thought about leaving the house. I'm sure a lot of us have had these overdramatic moments too growing up. Like, I thought I was so tough by even pulling out a suitcase and pretending that I put my clothes in there and just leave. I was so upset when my parents were so overprotective when my parents' friends were chill and didn't care and let them party all the time. There were times when I wished my parents cared a lot less. If they really loved me, why wouldn't they let me do what I wanted? It wasn't fair. But now I see that it's because they did love me. They didn't want anything bad happen to me. They care too much that they didn't want me to make mistakes that could ruin my life and career. And they'd rather me hate them than see a permanent, tragic situation cost me my life and future. Because of all these things that I've learned from my childhood, it's strengthened my bond with my parents because as we grow older in life, we continue to meet more people. And we're always going to continue meeting more people from different industries, age groups, status. And you start to realize there's really no one who really gets you like your parent or parents. You start to see that people come and go, but your family, your parents will always stay. And of course, this isn't relevant for a lot of people out there. But my point is, a lot of the actions in our childhood parallel how we approach our adult relationships. And this also is relevant for those who didn't have a relationship with their parent or parents. So maybe you're in a situation where your bond with your parents isn't really there anymore, or you've been meaning to reach out to them but haven't done so yet. Maybe you're waiting for a sign. <clears throat> this is your sign. Maybe you're afraid of what could happen if you were to reach out to them. Maybe they just don't understand and you're trying to connect to a person or persons who just isn't on the same page as you. They never were. Here are just a few tips to maybe make that step you've been secretly wanting to take. Tip number one, make time. It's not about having time. It's about making time. You make time for the people who truly matter. Everyone is busy. But just like you prioritize your work, you should prioritize your family too. And if you don't have a family, maybe it's the people you're closest to right now. Tip number two, start small. Taking initial steps doesn't mean you should bombard them with messages or calls. Maybe they're not ready to take it all in yet either. Just start by taking it day by day and asking how they're doing, how you can help them, if there's anything they want to talk about, etc. Tip number three, listen. I've learned this the hard way, but sometimes all people really need is someone to listen to. Someone who will hear them. And sometimes that's just what our parents need too. We may be the kids, but that doesn't mean we do all the talking and they do all the listening. I've had many situations with my mom where she'd share what's on her mind and what's bothering her. And it's not about someone being the older person and giving all the advice, but 
more about someone just being there for the other. It's a beautiful thing when two people can look at it in that perspective. Tip number four, be respectful of boundaries. This should be communicated both ways because being respectful of the boundaries children and parents have are important. Sometimes there might be tension between a child and the parent on unresolved issues from the past and each party should decide on what level of privacy and involvement they seek and accept. Tip number five, feedback is healthy. I know that many of us tend to see feedback as criticism, me included, but I think if we are able to accept that relationships become stronger when both parties can accept feedback about how the relationship feels, it also adds to what it means to be an adult. If you remember the previous episode on adulting, it's about accepting responsibility for one's roles in hurting or irritating another person. Those are just a few of many tips out there that will help take that initial step. Something that always helps me when I'm trying to mend or build a relationship in my life is this. What can I do to make this relationship work better? When your focus is growth and building a stronger relationship, you'll see improvement on your side. Because effort really is everything. I'd love to know your thoughts on the episode. Just like feedback is important in strengthening a parent and child's relationship, it's also important for me to know if this is a topic you've been thinking about or if you've enjoyed it, stuff like that. So now it's your turn. What are you doing this week to let your parents or parent know you love them and care for them? Feel free to send me an email at grace at gracefullymade.com The email is in the show description. Or send me a DM at bygracelee on Instagram. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another life hack topic. This time we'll be talking about finances. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in.